0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mel Herbert here. Look, it's going to be a busy week, but it's Monday, it's October 7th. We're going to try and keep this thing going this week, despite the fact, despite the fact, I got a lot to do. First of all, I want to talk about Amazon. You know, we talk a lot about Amazon, it's one of the world's biggest companies by, you know, impact. And market cap. Oh, everybody loves a good market cap. And they've really lagged behind in being sort of renewable. But in the last few years, they've been trying to catch up. And here's their plans. They plan to be using 100% renewable resources by 2030. Now, is that across everything Amazon owns? I hope so. And the kind of things they're doing right now is that they're buying a lot of wind energy. Now, they've got all these big, giant warehouses. They're not really putting solar panels up there right now. They are, but not as you know much as they could. Mostly what they're doing is that they're buying wind energy from third parties and then offsetting what they've been doing. And then, of course, we heard recently that they're buying 100,000 electric vehicles from Rivian, a company in which they are an investor. Thank you very much. And that's actually a huge deal because that is a lot of energy. That is a lot of oil. That is a lot of uh, particulate matter. So I really like this. And if it works, it'll really push other companies to do that because you know these electric vehicles are you know they require a lot less maintenance and so this is uh, pretty cool so just so you know what they're planning on in terms of a commitment to renewable energy is that they are 40% right now by 2024 they're trying to get to about 80% and by 2030 to 100% and I've said before and I'll say again they also need to work on their damn packaging let's try and move away from the plastics please Let's uh, use something else, Amazon. Let's uh, use mycelium, funguses, something that will biodegrade, okay? That would be important. Now, there's this company and they're called BMW, right? And they make a lot of cars. They make a lot of good cars, a lot of cars that people love. And they've been trying to get in sort of, they're making some of the electric cars. Well, their head of global research, and I cannot pronounce his name, Nurenberger, something like that, said there's a huge problem with electric cars that must be solved and that's called charging the people need to be able to charge at work they need to be able to charge at home and they need to be able to charge on the road and uh, if we don't fix that then there's not going to be a widespread adoption of electric vehicles so good point so he says this you must have to be able to drive somewhere and stick the plug into a socket so that you can charge your car okay that's good Just like you do with smartphones. That's my vision of the future. So in theory, what BMW is going to do is to really work with, in particular in Europe, partnership with the European Union to get lots and lots and lots and lots of charging throughout Europe. In fact, specifically in the EU, they uh, say that they need to spend about a hundred billion euros, a hundred billion euros in the next few years to put plugs everywhere. That is a lot of euros. That is a lot of Euros. And so he is absolutely correct. If you do not, I don't care if you're Tesla or if you're a BMW or a Mercedes or you're a Toyota, if you do not have a charging infrastructure, then your electric cars will never be able to compete with ICE cars. Now maybe you don't care, maybe that's what you want, but Tesla better than anybody else has understood this. You cannot just have the car, you must have the charging infrastructure. So although there's a lot of places where people have the ability to charge at home and it's fantastic and you never have to go to the gas station, that's for home dwellers usually. And here, at least in Los Angeles, it's about 45% of people living in homes and about you know 60 something percent, 55% who live in apartment buildings. Now I'm sure in other places like New York, it's way different than that. So even here in Los Angeles, where there's big sprawling suburbs, even here in Los Angeles, more than 50% of the people are going to have to be able to charge either at work or near their apartment, and you know, you'll have to fix for that. You have to solve for that. Here in Los Angeles, we're seeing more and more of these light pole chargers that are put up by the Department of uh, Water and Power, and that's a good start, but there's just one every now and then. You're going to need these everywhere. So if we are truly going to move to the electrification of the automobile, Not only do you need, you know, V2, V3, V4 superchargers along highways, you need them on the streets. You need them so that people who don't live in a place where they can charge easily can have easy access. That's a lot of money. But there's an upside there. There's an upside in terms of, you know, the utilities are gonna send you more electricity. So there's the ability for them to make more money. And if they do it on renewables, and only if they do it on renewables, that's good. There's all of these people that now have to service those things and to build those things. And so there's a whole industry here that is good. But this is absolutely true. It's not good enough to have, you know, a charger here and a charger there. If you really want to have mass widespread adoption, and we really need this to happen in the next decade or so, you have to have charges everywhere. So you have to have lots of different EVs. Good, good. And I don't think we say it enough. You have to have charges every stinking where. Everywhere. And it's not enough that you know it's outside Starbucks and you go into Starbucks for ten minutes and you come out and you've got, you know, five more miles in your car. No, they have to be everywhere so that you can charge on the street where you park your car, charge in your apartment building, charge at work, charge at the hospital, charge at everywhere, in addition to having fast charging along the main interstate freeways. Okay? Do we have that? We need to charge everywhere. So we've been talking a lot recently about the fact that uh, Elon has been sort of buying some companies like Maxwell and now Hybar. And there was another one, and I, can't, I haven't got it in front of me right now, but it seems that they've done basically three battery acquisitions just recently. People and production services to make battery cells of different types. And so it seems to be that they're trying to accumulate, if not the manufacturing capacity, the intellectual capacity, probably the patents and some of the smartest engineers to create new cells, new types of cells, capacitors and so i really expect in the next few years even though battery sort of improvements tend to be very slow five to eight percent a year i think we might get a big jump in the next few years because they've acquired all these smart people They're acquiring the ability to build a lot of batteries fast. They might still use the 2170 battery, but they're starting to acquire all these people that have sort of low cobalt and uh, the ability to produce in a vacuum, which somehow makes these things even more efficient and you can build them faster. We're going to see some really interesting things coming out of Tesla when it just comes to battery production and special batteries themselves. It's sort of a bummer because, you know, I've got a lease that's up at the end of the year. And I really want to hold out as long as possible because I think as early as next year, they could come out with a new 2170 cell technology, which might have significantly better properties than the current ones, either significantly more energy density or the ability to charge faster, plus maybe with a capacitor. So I think something fun and spectacular might happen in the next year or so. I'm not talking about a doubling or tripling of stuff, but you might get a big jump of like 20% or 30%, and along with an ultra-capacitor, you might get a, a real improvement in that initial performance with acceleration. So lots of things are happening in the Tesla battery era. But my name's Mel Hubbard. It's a busy week. Have I said it's a busy week? I've got a lot going on. We're doing this final push. We're bringing online a brand new big product for our medical peeps on our medical side. And you know how it is. Just before you do a big release... You have to uh, get busy. So I'm getting busy. But I'll keep doing the daily because I love it. I love talking about this stuff. And I will talk to you in the morrow. Herbert out.